When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. This is a special Sunday, or if you're up late with me on a Saturday night, late Saturday night edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. And basically, we are we're on the eve of Big 12 Media Days, and I thought, let's, let's give you a little bit of a tailgate show. Because on Monday, the Oklahoma Sooners will take center stage inside AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, and uh, Lincoln Riley will be speaking with the media for most of the day. The Sooners are sending... Uh, several standouts, including Kenneth Murray, Neville Gallimore, CeeDee Lamb is going to be making the trip this year, as will Nick Basquin and Creed Humphrey. So I thought it might be kind of fun to go back to right before the spring game. Toby and I had a chance to host the campus tour from Sirius XM, and we had a chance to sit down and go one-on-one with uh, a couple of guys that you want to hear from at Big 12 Media Day, like defensive coordinator Alex Grinch, tight end Grant Calcaterra, and standout cornerback Trey Brown. Plus, I always want to sprinkle in a little bit of Coach Riley, and we'll wrap things up with some Neville Gallimore. So I thought it might be fun in anticipation of Big 12 Media Day to share our sit-down with some of these standout Sooners, including new defensive coordinator Alex Grinch. So we kick off our special edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast in anticipation of Big 12 Media Days, let's hear from the new Sooner defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch. You know, I'm sure when you uh, decided to accept this job, you, you uh, talked to Lincoln about the talent returning on defense and the recruiting class coming in, and to some extent you had kind of a feel for what you had. But now you've seen them. You've seen them on the field here for a couple of weeks. You have a better feel for the hand that you've been dealt here in 2019. What's your impression? Well, my impression is that there's, there's enough uh, talent in that room to, to be successful defensively. Now, what we need to do is, uh, you know, somehow supplement that with, you know, you mentioned the, the incoming guys, 
uh, you know, you supplement your roster in a couple different ways to, to make sure that you you got the full steam ahead come fall. And so, you know, it, it's it's not just finding 11 guys. We'll have 11 guys that can play high level of football, but but do you have 22? And probably my biggest concern maybe is that I don't I don't I, I don't know if I could circle 22 guys on the board right now from a consistency standpoint. It's one thing to say you have the ability to do it. It's another thing to say that uh, you can do it down in and down out. And again. You know, if, you, if you're going to uh, play 11 guys, then that's a tall order for those individuals. You're, you're a better football player uh, individually if you're playing less reps. That's that's the type of sport we're, that we play because of the effort that's involved on in, any given down, specifically in the defensive front. But, uh, you know, same thing on, on the back end of things. So that, that pool of players has, has, to, has to increase. Um, and so... You know, uh, it's it's a job as coaches to to make sure that uh, we get those things done. One from a recruiting standpoint, obviously from a uh, on the field standpoint as well. And the unfortunate thing is, in the short term, that pool of players kind of dipped a little bit more with the injuries to Jordan Kelly and Caleb Kelly. So, uh, I mean, kind of what's the challenge then when you come and you have a guy that I, I I guess you could say Caleb fairly established had started here for a couple of years, and you lose a guy like that. I mean, what's that challenge like at that interior of the linebacker position, at the very least? Well, when those things take place during the season, it's, it's as simple as next man up because right. you, you know you don't have time to um, kind of wallow in, in, in grief or, or uh, you know kind of the, the what ifs or, or the whys when it happens in the off season. Um, you know, you you not that by any stretch of the imagination doesn't make it fun or exciting and, and those things, but it, prevents a, it presents an opportunity for, for other individuals in the program. And so, you know, Deshaun White, a Ryan Jones, a, a Brian Mead, a Brian Osamoa, uh, among others, um, all, all of a sudden a, a, a window of opportunity uh, was presented to those those guys, and and are you going to dive through that and take advantage of it in in a short you know period of time in, in the spring? Some guys, quite frankly, do, and some guys need the the summer um, and, and and fall camp. And obviously, when you're installing a new defense, we need that at every position, not uh, let alone just a linebacker. So, but uh, yeah, the the uh, uh, the the word to underline would be opportunity, and then it, so it's presented to those guys, and uh, uh, fully expect those guys to take advantage of it. I'm gonna try. You've been asked this question before. I'm gonna try to ask it in a slightly different way. But um, you can't play defense in the Big 12. Everybody says that. You know, the offenses are too good. There's no. When OU was looking for a defensive coordinator, they're not going to be able to get a top line guy because nobody, no great defensive coordinator is going to want to come to Oklahoma because you can't play defense in the Big 12. The Washington State background seemed to have been the fact that you had so much success at Washington State uh, gave you confidence that you could also do it here. Uh, in the Big 12 conference, is that the connection for you? Well, I, I think that's the uh, the most obvious one, and I, and I think it's it's uh, you know certainly accurate. You know, my, my background, you know, at one point, uh, you know, Missouri couldn't play football in the SEC, yeah. and, then, and then we had you know 23 wins in two years, a top five finish, and um, you know a couple SEC uh, East championships, and had the chance to play for that conference. And so I kind of have uh, you know that uh, that background as well, and then like you said, you go out to, to Washington State, and you, you can't play defense for Mike Leach, and you can't play defense in the Pac-12 at that time because it was, you know, the era of Oregon and then Stanford, and um, you know there there's some uh, pretty good quarterbacks out that way, and the Josh Rosen and um, some others. Uh, uh, so in any event, uh, you know, kind of with that 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 you know in in our back pocket, uh, we kind of understand that uh, you know it, it it can't be done until it is done. And certainly, you're talking to a guy that hasn't done it yet. So th this is the most, the most, uh, uh, you know, struggles I have uh, over the course of the year when you, when you start talking about the things that you're going to do because that that it's it's, I think I mentioned it before. It's it's very hollow to say we're going to do X, Y, and Z when when 
uh, to, you know, the proofs on Saturdays in the fall. So um, I, I struggle. Uh, I struggle at, at this time of year to, to say – uh, this and that, but obviously we, we come in with uh, great expectations to get this thing done. This isn't a we're going to try uh, to do these things, you know, ba- based on uh, uh, our background, you know, some of the staff together at our last place, kind of the ingredients to, to play good defense. And I think it uh, it goes across all conferences. Is it hard? Yeah, but we can do hard things. And we keep talking about if you can defend something once, you can defend it twice. And so unless they're scoring every single snap of football, which I pray they don't, um, it, it uh, you know, obviously implies that we at least defended the one time. And it can be, it can be, if it can be done at all, it can be done better. And so with, with that, uh, you know, kind of our rallying cry, we're, we're uh, you know, trying to implement the, those things that it takes to play good defense, uh, uh, again, regardless of the, the, the t- style of play on the offensive side of the ball. His focus, his passion, his energy is something that's really going to be fun to watch and follow throughout the season. So we wanted to talk a little bit more about Alex Grinch with Lincoln Riley. I thought Toby posed a really good question in talking to Coach Riley about what stood out about Coach Grinch. You get him here on campus, I would imagine there was a moment, maybe when you we see him on the practice field for the first time, maybe it's when you're in a meeting with him or something, where you said to yourself, oh, I made the right call here. Yes, yeah. no, has that happened? What was that moment? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think I felt like that the whole time. You know, I, I would say it felt like – that more even before we hired him just our initial conversations it just everything seemed to fit you know what what I was looking for what you know felt like that, that our program needed what he was looking for uh, I didn't want somebody that had to tailor their approach to fit this I wanted somebody whose approach was already going to fit what we needed and I just you know everything about this made sense to me and so no, I've been thrilled with it. He's done a great job. The new staff has done a great job, a lot of energy, um, you know, working to build us into becoming a dominant defense like we expect to have here at Oklahoma and, and like we will have. And so, uh, yeah, I think we've taken some great steps. And, uh, you know, we've still got a lot of steps to go. There's, It's never easy. You know, we had to kind of do the same thing four or five years ago offensively. It's not easy, and uh, and it takes it takes time, but it's uh, – we got some pieces in place to be good now, and that's certainly the expectation. How do you explain to OU fans? They're excited, man. They're excited about the change. They're excited what they've seen, social media and stuff out of Alex and Roy and the energy and all that kind of stuff. What's going to be different about your defense? Yeah, I mean, I think it, at first it starts with mentality. I mean, that's when you want to make a change. That's I know everybody wants to talk about the schematics and – you know, what kind of defense does this guy run? What kind of offense does this guy run? Blah, blah, blah. But it's it's about it's about mentality. Um, it's about, you know, evaluation of the players that you're bringing in, recruiting of the players you're bringing in. And then, and then it does get to scheme and how well they're coached and developed within your program. So it takes all, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. And for us, just like it was, again, four and a half years ago offensively, it just started with mentality and and changing the mindset of that group and then once you get that headed in the direction you want then you can those other pieces are important you have to have them but if you get that then you then you're off to a good start and I think you know Alex and those guys they they emphasize that they really do and so I think our guys are starting to starting to understand the way that we want them to play the way we want them to approach playing defensive football here at Oklahoma by the way don't forget uh, you can find all these interviews they're still available the full interviews these are little snippets but you can find the full interviews if you are a Sirius XM subscriber on the Sirius XM app simply searched Big 12 
spring tour. And I'll also add thanks to the crew over at SiriusXM Big 12 Channel 375 for letting us use some of these snippets here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. All right, so there was Coach Grinch. Coach Riley, let's talk a little bit about the players who will be making the plays, starting with one of the key members of the defense didn't start as a starter last year, but then, man, did he ever work his way to the starting lineup and was responsible for one of the biggest plays of the year sooner, cornerback Trey Brown. I mean, this is going to be attached to your legacy forever. Big 12 championship, you light up Sam Ellinger in the end zone. Uh, take me through the play as it develops. And then there's the moment. I know there's a moment when you go, I'm getting to him, you know, where <laughs> yeah, it clicks that, in your brain, course, right? there's a moment. Um, well, like, uh, you know, uh, CD, uh, you know, he had to um, – he made that that play or whatever, you know. But CD's always going to bounce back. So, uh, but I was like, don't worry about it. We got you. Uh, we're gonna go out there and make this stop. And uh, they happened to be on what, like the the two the two yard line, mm -hmm. two three yard line. And, People um, forget the play Kenneth Mann made. Yeah, I was gonna too. I was gonna talk about that too. Uh, Kenneth made a uh, big play to even set that up. Uh, without Kenneth, uh, that play, I don't think that play even would have happened. And um, you know, uh, seeing the play, you know, coach called the uh, the blitz. I was like, oh wow! So me and uh, Rob is over there talking about it. I'm like, yo, I got it, I got it. He's like, yo, let me get it. I'm like, nah. <laughs> You're fighting over who's the blitzer? Nah, not not necessarily. Right. But I was like, yo, it's it's gonna be me. I got this one. So um, you know, I'm over there looking at the receiver, which is the receiver. I think the receiver was calling it out, but he was thinking the safety was going, but it was me going. And uh, I don't think the QB even uh, paid attention to the uh, receiver calling it out. So uh, I just lined up over there. wasn't really paying attention because I know I'm, I'm, like, pretty fast. So I, was, like, I can be a little bit late. So I, I know this is – I only, only get one chance at this. So, I'm only uh, the fastest guy on the team. I'm like, so, yeah. You only get one chance. So I'm like, okay, I got to go. So uh, seeing him say hut, then I was going. And then um, – he uh he didn't even he wasn't even looking at me he just faked it then when I seen the ball I was like oh my god I'm about to make this play <laughs> I'm about to make the play then I just ran in there I didn't care about nothing and I tried to um make sure I didn't get a um, targeting so I was like I don't care how yeah. I am. he's going down regardless I'm gonna run full speed <laughs> and I'm gonna run into him but however he gets down he's gonna get down though so uh, and then it, it happened and I was like wow this is this is crazy this is piece of sooner history forever Absolutely. that play yeah, yeah Roy the Roy Williams Superman is right up there with it that's got to feel pretty special yeah. right it, it feels pretty good and I think uh, he uh, added me on there uh, talking about the play I'm like yo I'm just trying to get like you, you <laughs> I can, saw that on Twitter you that can still good. have the no more spot I just See, now, now Robert Barnes is batting forever now though because because it could have been him. He's like, man, you stole my play. <laughs> nah, you don't really talk about it. You don't really talk about it. The he, receiver saw Barnes. He's going to block okay, Barnes. He's right. going to block out of play. They didn't know Trey. I, what cracks me up still about this story is the calm, cool shot of Ruffin McNeil in the press box afterwards, not even moving. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. But, but then, as he had brought up in, in the postgame, you guys had actually called something similar to that a few times during the game, right? And in other, you just happened to be the guy that yeah. had the perfect read. Um, they called it with uh, Piedmont, you know, uh, uh, they caught it with him a couple times, uh, and they, they, they picked it up, you know. But I don't think they really seen uh, me coming, or they didn't expect that one coming. So, uh, which is he caught it again. I don't think – because usually we caught, like, one time, one time a game at most. So, I don't think they seen another one coming. So Well, guaranteed it's happening this year <laughs> at some point after the success. <laughs> All right, that's the pass. Let's talk about the present. You got a new leader on the uh, defensive side of the ball, a few new coaches, but I want to ask you specifically about Alex Grinch. What has he brought to your practices, his philosophy, everything? What are your impressions of Alex? I love him. Uh, he's he, he's a competitor as well. You know what I'm saying? He's he's also competing with us. You know, also competing with himself. You know, he he wants to be the best, and uh, he wants us to be the best. And uh, he 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 just brings a lot of energy to the um, the defensive side. 
and you know it's it's never boring with him out there on the on the field at all and uh he's gonna keep pushing us like we're, we're flying around the field 100 miles per hour like each play you know and um we just we just gotta fly to the ball that's that's gonna be the difference this year effort he talks about effort and uh we're gonna get the job done there's a whole lot of energy between not just <clears throat> Alex Grinch with the safeties, but Roy Manning. Oh, yeah. He's, you're going to hear him on the other side of the field. He could be <laughs> on the the other side of the end zone. You, you're going to hear him uh, turning the up best over day of uh, The best moment of my day is when my cell phone beeps and Roy Manning has posted a video <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, that's the, it's the greatest. I haven't really been on social media. Uh, Good on you. I'll show yeah. them to you. They're fantastic. <laughs> but uh, people people still send them to me in, uh, on, on the thing. I'm like, wow, that's my coach. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I get a load of this guy. He's, he's He's energy. He's full of energy. I'm like, yeah, that's that's my coach right there. And from Trey Brown to one of the standout offensive performers, Grant Calcaterra, who will be catching passes from another quarterback this year. You you caught passes yeah. from Baker. You caught passes from Kyler Murray. Yeah. So for your third year, a third different quarterback, has there been – I mean, well, first of all, the challenge. How different is it when you go from a different quarterback every single year? Does it affect you that much? Does it change anything for you? Um, I mean, a little bit. Every quarterback's a little bit different. Every quarterback has things that they're better at. Um, so it's just kind of developing a relationship on and off the field with with uh, Tanner and uh, Jalen. So um, it's been really fun. I mean, I like I like doing it. I've I've did it in high school with a couple guys. Um, you know, just building a new relationship. And you know, I'm really close with Bake and Kyler. So um, you know, I expect to you know go through the summer workouts and fall camp and. Uh, get to know Jalen a little bit more and continue my relationship with Tanner and, you know, see see where it falls, you know, see who's going to be our guy and, you know, just roll with that. I mean, think about that, though. Like, a lot of guys have a couple of guys throwing passes in their career, but he goes from Heisman Trophy winning quarterback to Heisman Trophy winning quarterback to Jalen Hurts. I know, right? Who is coming in. Yeah. Tell us a little about Jalen. Uh, you know, great guy. Um you know, very, very. Uh, he's a very good leader. Um, you know, right when he stepped in, he kind of took over that leadership role and uh, tried to take control of the team. Um, obviously, a great athlete, um, one of the strongest guys on our team, uh, most athletic. So, uh, seeing him come in and do well in the spring has been, you know, been great, and it's been great to, you know, develop a relationship with him uh, off the field as well. Let's not forget then on the other side of that, Tanner Mordecai, Tanner Schaefer is battling for this job. Yeah. You've been in this offense now for the, from the day you stepped on campus as an early enrollee too, yeah. right, whenever yeah. you came early. Uh, can, can you think us through the difficulty when you see it from a quarterback's position of picking up this offense and kind of what that learning curve not only is like for Jalen, but how it probably helps Tanner and Tanner from being in this offense for a couple years? Um, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely helps those guys out a lot, knowing uh, knowing how Lincoln is and knowing what he expects and wants uh, at that position. So, um, yeah, I guess it would be an upper hand for them. But, I mean, it's also two guys that Jalen can learn from and True. Uh, two other eyes and voices on the field who can help him out. So it's really just healthy competition out there with those three guys. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see how it goes. You are playing for uh, the head coach who I think is regarded as probably the brightest offensive mind in college football today, maybe in all of football right now, when you're in those offensive sessions and, and he's drawing up a play or, or whatever. Um, do you feel like it? Do you say, man, this I'm playing for a wizard out here. Like every, everything he draws up is going to work for us. Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm usually with my position coach, but a lot of the times uh, the, all the receivers and tight ends will go up to uh, Lincoln's office and watch film with him and, it's just crazy. He'll just like 
we'll just run a play on film and be like, don't you see this? Don't you see that? And I'm like, no, but I, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm going to trust it and then we'll go run it on the field and it'll work perfectly. But yeah, he, he just has a, he just has an eye for that. And, um, He's always coming up with great schemes, great plays to make us successful. And even though Big Nev, Neville Gallimore, is going to be all in and part of Big 12 Media Days, I thought it might be cool to hear from the slimmer version of Neville Gallimore, who sat down with Toby and I as part of the Big 12 Spring Tour. Take me through the commitment in the weight room, man. Um, you know, just, just understanding, you know, uh, last year, you know, we, we did some things, but, you know, we understand that we had to, get better and you know I mean for me personally you know I felt like you know just to take my my game to another level I had to lose a little bit of weight so probably from the last time from the past season I lost about 15 20 pounds wow. about 290 295 so I mean I feel like that was just good for me and then especially you know being a part of this defense you know this speed D you know the whole concept is about obviously you know being extremely physical playing fast and playing every down you know to the best of our abilities so I mean yeah um you know, being in the way with Coach Wiley, you know, he, his expectation, his standard for us is extremely high. So um, you look forward to that, and then it's fun. It's fun seeing the results. You, you know, you start to feel better. Your clothes start to fit <laughs> a little better. So, you know, that Jordan brand stuff fits a little better yeah, these yeah, days, huh? It makes you feel a little bit good about yourself. Can, can I throw one more thing in? Because I, I keep bringing up Benny Wiley to a lot of people we talk about, and I, I – to me, he's a little bit more than a strength coach. Would you not say he's Absolutely. he's a very spiritual guy? He's a very sharp guy. Can you take us through Benny? Uh, what Benny's meant to you, Nev? Absolutely, and 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 it's always it's always easy working for or training with you know a coach like that because you know he he understands um what it is you know to to be an athlete you know he was one himself and and he's a guy that he, he trains he's in the way more than anyone else he practices what he preaches and like you said he's he's a spiritual guy you know even going to Victory Family Church every Sunday more often than not like I, I'm there with him and you know you can have a hard to hard conversations with him and he, and he just understands he he knows how how it is when it gets tough at times and he's kind of like that that shoulder to lean on but at the same time you know he he doesn't allow you to be um at, at your worst, really. He's going to pick you back up. He, he demands, you know, excellence. But it's in a way where, you know, you, you enjoy going to work every day. He, he, he brings that type of energy where, you know, just, just being around him, it, it kind of motivates you. So, you know, it's always good to have a, a strength coach like that because, you know, you're going to spend a lot of your time with him. But it, it's one thing where, you know, he, he's in the weight room before everyone else. He's the last one to leave. If you ever need any kind of work, you know, he he's there right there with you. And even after the work is done, you know, there's been a lot of times where, I've got that extra, I've got that work with him, and then we just sit back and just chop it up, talk talk about life, you know, just talk about our past, you know, how, how we got to this point. And, you know, I feel like that's also special because that's something that, you know, you don't, you don't really – it's not that you ask for, but when you get it, you know, it's something that you, you want to take advantage of. Devil Gallimore, soft-spoken. <laughs> He's from Canada where everybody's nice, right, right in right. Canada. Nah. But Devil Gallimore, 6'3", <laughs> 300. Something well, two, ish. Down to 290 now. South of three. Okay. Wrecking ball. He's a human wrecking ball <laughs> on the defense. He he wrecks things. He he causes havoc. Is your role and we got a new defensive coordinator, a new system coming in this year. Your role change at all under this new scheme? Um it, it's like the the criteria, like the mentality is still the same, you know, be disruptive and make a lot of plays, you know, especially being in there in the trenches, you know, you gotta be physical. You can't play in there half fast because You'll get hurt. So really, you know, especially with Coach Grinch, it just turned up that, you know, 
that little extra that you know you, st- you still got to be physical you still got to be able to be disruptive but now like it's built for you know d lineman to make like a lot of plays make most plays as possible so i mean that's that's a great thing but it's still the, it's still the same especially with coach tape you know the mentality still doesn't still doesn't change with us you know you got to get up go to work do the dirty work and and be disruptive so that's always been the mentality and with coach tape he always uh he always ensures that so really it's <clears throat> It's just the same thing, just a little Coach Grinch sauce attitude. So it's kind of a little tailgate show, a little appetizer, if you will, before the main course on Monday with Big 12 Media Day. And oh, by the way, we will have a complete recap. You'll hear from Coach Riley. Jessica Cootie is anchoring our coverage in Dallas, Arlington, I guess to be exact. So you'll hear from Creed Humphrey. You'll hear from C.D. Lamb, Nick Basquin. You'll hear from Kenneth Murray. And, of course, you'll hear from more Neville Gallimore. That's all coming up next week here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So enjoy your Sunday. Have a great rest of your weekend. And until Big 12 Media Days kicks off on Monday, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. 